On the sixth episode of Tattletale, we speak to Jeremiah Mandel. We talk about how his first tattoo was inspired by an early 2000s one-hit wonder rap rock fusion band. We also cover a range of artists that have influenced his tattoos, including Alphonse Mucha to Futuro, and from the Smiths to Drake to the Grateful Dead. We talk about how much his travels, his family, and his friends' shared experiences mean to him, and discuss the meaning of the word forever and why he got it tattooed. That taught me about it. Our next guest is Jeremiah Mandel. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Tattletale. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. Please tell the people a little bit about Jeremiah. Who is Jeremiah? Who are you? Jeremiah is a human. <laughs> it's that simple. I think uh, I, you know, in this physical form, I was born in Gainesville, Florida. Uh-huh. Um, I quickly moved to Honolulu, Hawaii, actually the Big Island. So I moved to Big Island, Hawaii until I was like eight. And then I moved to Oahu, which I consider kind of like what raised me in my home. Um, and I did that until I was around 18 years old. Uh, you know, it, it raised me. It like, it put me through all the trials of, of youth and then uh, spat me out into Seattle. Mm-hmm. I did a couple years in Seattle. I had like some really amazing moments while I was there and while I was kind of on the road from there that kind of led me to want to pursue design and and just like more of a free kind of compelling life. So I applied to a bunch of schools while I was in school there uh, and I ended up getting into my choice, which was Pratt in Brooklyn. And so that brought me to New York in 2003. And then, you know, fast forward 100 years later uh, in New York time, I uh, was kind of just burnt a little bit. It was like 13 years in. Yeah. And uh, the opportunity came to move to Portland, Oregon. And so here I am. I guess that's like my background as far as where I've lived. Yeah. Me, myself, I grew up kind of, you know, just hippie parents that raised me well and respectful and spiritual and, and weird and with a ton of like influence, uh, whether it was like punk and rock and roll yeah skateboarding bmxing just all the things that like kids did back then played like organized sports like soccer and football and all that stuff i then kind of found skateboarding and through skateboarding i think i found you know kind of alternative things like punk or like hip-hop like when it all switched up and it went from like very punk and rock and roll to hip-hop uh, so found my life through that, found graffiti through that. Those interests kind of intermingled and, and made me who I was, you know, found friend groups and those friend groups kind of helped me mature in, t- in my likes and helped me find what I truly loved. And then, you know, on th- those friend groups are still with me today. Those are the people that I adore and have just an original point of view that I, I look up to and like still like look forward to spending time with them. As far as uh, tattoos go, I don't know, but I would guess that in Hawaii, the tattoo culture is pretty prevalent there. Totally. Like it's pretty big. So I'd imagine you maybe experienced tattoo at a young age, seeing it, understanding it, like coming to terms with tattooing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, like culture in Hawaii is is super unique because there's just so much. It's like America, like even boiled down even, even more, you know, um, you have atrocities that happen to the Hawaiian people and then you have the the course of history that like led it to be where it is today right and so there are everything from like these amazing like 
figures like the Ikaika warrior, which is like the, the helmet with the Mohawk yeah. on it and the tassels like that have this like incredible, like brutal strength to them. And then you have things like tapa cloth motif, like kind of tribal. Yeah. And there are all those things. And then I grew up in Kailua in Oahu, which is like basically one city next to Kaneohe, which Kaneohe has one of the biggest Marine Corps bases. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's that's America, middle America, broad America, like shipped into one place on full blast and kind of lawless too, right? Like it's military. So there's military law, but like on base, that's like not America. Like cops can't really go in there. Yeah it's like rebellious yeah. and it's kind of like outlawy and like all those dudes had tattoos. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of like American traditional kind of form and tribal was big when I was growing up. So yeah. like all that kind of stuff was super visible to me. Yeah. I like wanted two tattoos. I had talked to my mom, you know, growing up, my mom is a jeweler, a part of like craft fairs and like traveling to a place, pitching a tent and yeah. like, you know, selling what she, she could her jewelry and her crafts and, so I saw all walks of life after I saw like people with like Taz's and like, uh, fighting Irish motifs. Are oh, you talking about like, like the Tasmanian devil? Oh yeah. Okay. Lots like, of Tasmanian devils. Dude, the Taz is like an ultimate. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, actually, uh, when you asked me on this, I was like, what tattoo don't I have that I truly want? Yeah. And I was like, I've wanted a Taz my entire life and I don't have one and I probably have to get one soon. Yeah. Maybe so, right after this. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked too. I, I would love to. I actually kind of think it's my next tattoo. Yeah. 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 Um, but, um, so there's so many different Taz motifs, right? Like he's doing a bunch of different stuff. Tons of Harley yeah, Tazes, yeah. you know, um, what, a, what, what would Taz be doing for on you? Tornado. Tornado Taz. Tornado Taz Classic. is like, just, that's what I've always envisioned myself <laughs> having. When I was young, I was like bicep Taz yeah. on this yeah. one and bicep, you know, fighting Irish guy on this side. Yeah. And it's like, if you meet me, I'm not fighting Irish guy at all, <laughs> but like, that's where I was in my head. And yeah. it's like what I saw a product of my environment kind of. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my mom was like, when you're 18, I'll, I'll get you a tattoo. I promise. Like, oh, no way. that's it. And that was when I was like, you know, six years old. Yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. So my mom's kind of like rad. And like, I was raised with my mom. My father stayed on the big Island and yeah. I, and I went with my mom to Oahu. Yeah. And you know, she was, she's rad, like a rock and roller, like total outlaw. Yeah. Uh, you know, never had a, had a, like a nine to five job or she did every once in a while, but it was like, she lived off her craft yeah. and it was super inspiring. And like, she was like, yeah, like tattoos, like, let's go. That's so cool. What, uh, what was your first tattoo actually? So I, I kind of have like a very vivid memory of it. It's like, I was sitting in my home in Kailua and I was watching MTV and I saw, I was, it was a video and it was like, this guy had two stars on his chest mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, like that looks so rad. Well, describe the stars. Are they like yeah. the nautical stars? Uh, I, in my head they aren't, but I think they are yeah. in the end. Fast forward like two years in like, I'm past 18, but my mom is always like, whatever tattoo you want, I got you. Whatever yeah. tattoo you want, I got you. And so I moved to Seattle and I was finally around to it. So I went into a shop in Seattle that was like kind of a bus ride from where I was yeah. and, 
uh, the tattooer was in a famous Seattle band called Murder City Devils. And I yeah. was like, yeah, I'm getting tattooed by this guy. This is so rad. I was like, I want stars on my chest, you know, all black stars. This is so tough. It's so cool. <laughs> and it was like, you know, symbolism, like full. It means like I look at the stars and I'm going to reach for the stars. But they're always on my chest and they're always with me. And it was so corny. And like, so... <laughs> You know, I got them. I only saw that image once, right? Of that person on MTV. Yeah. Years later, I learned it was Crazy Town. Oh. And it was like the the butterfly. Yeah. I think it was butterfly. Yeah. yeah. I think the guy's like has his shirt off, like walking through the streets of LA. <laughs> and it's so, it's such a sad story, but it's like so rad that I still have them with me. And, I, you know, I love that. That's where I was at that moment. And I think that's kind of what tattoos are for me. Like, I have a lot of stuff that like I love because it's either, you know, a moment or like it's a bad piece of a moment yeah. and it's like with me forever, which I love. Yeah, which is actually not bad in the end, right? Totally. It's so funny. Um, I've only been to Hawaii once and it was when I was in high school and we went to, oh, I went with my best friend. We went to Maui and I remember everyone had the Jeeps that you could take the top down, right? Yeah. Everyone's blasting music. Everyone's blasting music and it was just reggae everywhere yeah reggae and crazy town butterfly no that way. was the only no way yeah that was the only song i was like it just stuck out like a sore thumb because it was the only non-reggae song that people would be blasting yeah. it was vibey it was, it was vibey. it's a good song i yeah. can't front yeah, yeah, yeah i'm with it <laughs> i'm with it reggae is a big part of my life yeah like that's kind of the music i was raised on like mm -hmm. I, I had like the teenage angst which was like the punk or the, the hip-hop or the rap or whatever version of that it was but like reggae was like the the undertone of everything that I had. Like I still I still listen to reggae every day. Yeah, it's my favorite. I don't. I've been collecting a bunch of Holly Selassie mm. stuff right now. Yeah. But I I was recently in Mexico City and I got a tattoo from a guy named Chevy and he had a some flash that he painted of Holly Selassie on the wall and I was like debating whether I got this one that I got. I got a, a cactus that just is like a prickly thorn cactus with three flowers. It would, you know, symbolizing me, my wife and my son. Yeah. Where we were in the life and it just says Mexico under it. And I oh. thought it was like again, like that's where I'm at. That's yeah. the tattoo I'm gonna yeah. get. This is tight. I like almost got the Holly Selassie eye. And um, if I, if, and when I go back to Mexico city, like the Holly Selassie eye is my next one. Yeah. His portrait was mean. Oh, so your first tattoo wasn't even Hawaii. It was actually in Seattle mm -hmm. when you moved out away from home. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was a kid when I moved kind of yeah. like I was 18 years old. I was totally, I had, you know, a job for years. I just like, I just wanted to get out of Hawaii kind yeah. of like I, I always felt like I was from there and not from there because sure. I wasn't born there, even though I moved there when I was one, one and a half. It, it was always kind of like I knew that I was destined to leave. Yeah. I knew that I was destined to get out. Sure. And like, I just never had the opportunity to get a tattoo. I think uh, I had some really good friends when I left, like some really tight, tight boys. Right. Yeah. And one of them became a tattooer. Oh, and no way. I remember when he, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't even close to tattooing when I left. And one of our friends, Justin, who is now like one of the best bartenders in the world, world-class dude, he came back with like this tattoo that was just, you know, he was the first to go. Yeah. He, he did it. Like he, he, I think his, his family had tattoos and he had like older brothers. I'm an only child. So like there was like a passageway into that. Yeah. 
I was like, yo, you are the toughest motherfucker out there. <laughs> like, you went for it. We're 18 years old. You got an amazing tattoo. Oh, man, I'm so I'm so jealous in a good way. You yeah. know, like, yeah. oh, that, I want that. Yeah. And so I, I just, I, I never popped while I was, I don't think I had the money, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. I don't think I had the money at that time. But he, yeah, he was the first, that that was like part of the crew that got tattoos. What, uh, what was the tattoo that he got? He drew it himself. Like, he's an incredible artist. Mm-hmm. And he was drawing, we were all like graffiti kids. And he drew kind of like a script thing like or 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 lettering you know and 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 took it to them and they created a stencil and put it right on them which was tight you know like i was i wasn't into like traditional style at that point i wasn't into i was really into graffiti and all of that felt like fresh and interesting and like putting that on your body was super exciting so i never got it but he did you got stars on your chest, you got two stars, right? Mm-hmm. On your both, both your shoulders, right? Yeah, on my like chest. After the stars, did you get your second tattoo in Seattle, or was this in New York then? I think it was back in Hawaii, actually. Okay, so you flew back so, to Hawaii. Yeah, so I I did a couple years as a bicycle messenger mm-hmm. in Seattle, and then the kids that I was hanging out with there were break dancers. They're like an incredible break dancing crew called circle of fire. And they got invited to the world break dancing championships. So battle of the year is what it's called. Yeah. It's in Germany. It's like a really big deal. It's 2000. The year was 2000. I went with like team USA as like support, you know, like my boys are going, I'm going yeah. like I'm in, this is amazing. Yeah. Went had an incredible time. I'm out there in Germany. I decide that I'm going to travel Europe for the first time with my boy. That's a Hawaiian kid, but he's in Circle of Fire. So we travel all throughout Europe for, I don't know, too long, like maybe a month and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we hit Prague. And in Prague, everything was so cheap, right? Like just deathly cheap. And while there, I went to the Mucha Museum. So Alphonse Mucha, kind of, you know... uh, Art Nouveau, turn of the century uh, poster painter in, from Czech Republic, but Parisian uh, is where he kind of honed his craft. And I fell in love with like these Mucha prints. I just thought they were so beautiful. And I was like, wow, this kind of like lends itself to tattooing a little bit, like solid black outline and color. And so I went home and my, my friend that had been tattooing for a couple years, like he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it on you, no problem. So I got like one big calf tattoo, like, you know, takes over my whole calf from yeah. the bottom of my Achilles heel to the top of my calf. Your left or right calf? I don't remember. <laughs> so I ended up getting two, right? Okay. So they're both Mooka pieces, so they kind of match. I'm a little symmetrical when it comes yeah. to things. So like two stars, yep. two big tattoos yeah. on the back. I think my first one was the Lily's uh, Mooka piece, which is on my left calf. And then I got uh, Medea on my right and it's just this really like beautiful stark image uh, it's it's incredible and your homie did both of those he did he did both of those lucky lucky olello how uh, long did that take it took a while i think like you know he we i think he did outline on like the first time we were hanging out and then you know maybe six months to a years later later he did the fill-in yeah. uh and you know he was when he would come up to Seattle, like, I hope this doesn't get him in trouble. Like he would tattoo out of the house. Yeah. He, he's incredible. And so he would do that for me. Kinda. He did the same for the other. So I don't know, uh, you know, a couple of years, this but is the like, early days. Though, yeah. So. Like two, two, two sessions each, like yeah. he banged it out, maybe yeah. eight hours on one. Yeah. 
Yeah, sweetheart. So both pieces represent your journey in Europe, just kind of like traveling around. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Simply put, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, that's what they represent to me. I think it's just like beauty. Yeah, like there is this like amazing sense of beauty that they portrayed, and when you see them in person at the museum, and when you kind of when you're able to sit in an environment and absorb this person's life work that leaves a mark on you, not a, you know, an, an, an unseen mark. Yeah. And I thought I'd mark the occasion by actually putting it into, okay. into my skin. Okay. So, and your homie did your calves. Yeah. And, and then, and then, you know, on another trip back home, I would go for Christmases or something like that. Yeah. Right. I was super into Futura, Futura yeah. 2000, Futura through graffiti and whatnot. Like I had been a fan of his work, but then when the Moax kind of records started coming out like seeing more Futura I was just like you know what this is the first dude in graffiti that I really recognize some like really original thinking and it's so unique I'm a fan of this dude for life and I want to get this so I I went and got the uncle characters the characters from the uncle record uh, on my like thighs, I guess, but they go from like my knee to my hips and they're just big future characters and like they're hidden, but those are the ones I see every day. Yeah. Right. Those are the things that like I love and I see every single day. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those were maybe like my fourth tattoo or something. So who did that one? Uh, Lucky did. Okay. Yeah. And we, he had a little help from a dude named Orly, uh, who was, they were all working at a, a shop in Waikiki called New Tribal. Mm-hmm. And uh, Orly was a sweetheart and like Lucky got tired. I think it was, he spent nine hours filling them in. Dang. Like he was a sweetheart. And, That's a marathon. And Orly came in and tattooed me for a while. So shout out Orly. And then? And then it's all a blur, like straight up. It's all a blur. So from there, I think like that was it in Seattle, yeah. right? And then I moved to New York and then I just started getting tattoos like yeah. I, w- I would be spending all my time in shops and whatnot uh, I think there was a, like a moment where I got I was in my family kind of was like yo you're tattooed you know and my yeah. my cousin had uh, a tattoo from her time abroad in Australia mm-hmm. and we were in Erie Pennsylvania which is where my mother's family is from me and my cousin were having like a let's get tattoos moment and so we were in the back of her car and she was babysitting her I was wasted in the back of her car and we were going to go the next day and she was babysitting or it might have been a friend was babysitting or something and there was a children's book in the back called mom can I have a stegosaurus please (laughs) and so it's all about this kid and his like invisible friend that was a stegosaurus and they go trick-or-treating and I just thought like what a rad like what a rad art piece right like there was a comic book that I read when I was younger called Foxtrot Mm -hmm. and it kind of reminded me of that character and so I went and got that tattooed on me in in Erie Pennsylvania what exactly is it it's a it's a little kid in a dinosaur costume holding a flashlight and a bag of candy yeah and that's on my left foot I I didn't let the guy fill in the light because I was like because when I go home man I'm gonna get all my friends to draw like them in costumes so I could put them on the other foot, you know? So like, I want the yellows to like match. Yeah. I've never gotten that. <laughs> I never had anybody draw it. I've never done anything, but that's like big idea yeah. kind of thinking. So yeah. Uh, but that, that was, you know, a random one. And then I honestly, I just started getting tattooed. So I'm going to look down now at no, my that's legs to- and, that's totally and like fine. totally start to think of the stories. And you, and you know, we could just kind of go as as is, you know. Word, yeah. So the next uh, the next one I 
think I got like was a little bit of an intro into a friend group of mine. Yeah. So I, I met some like really rad people in New York kind of towards the end of my schooling. I, I started kind of showing up to hang out with them and a couple of them tattooed this one kid Dan Santoro who ended up you know years later at Smith Street with a a lot of really amazing tattooers he was always an amazing tattooer but he designed a little uh, piece for me and put it on me that said Morrissey Night and it's like a line of like people in you know suits of armor and like flags and whatnot and we would go to this night and go dancing called Morrissey Night in, in New York at a place called Sway. And we felt like warriors on the dance floor, you know, like we like <laughs> would would like own the dance floor. And we kind of had like a really fun time there. And in no way was it like violent, but it was just like we danced till we had no more energy, you know, yeah. to, to Morrissey songs. And DJ named Ben Cho, who was like legendary DJ and fashion designer uh, in New York, had this night forever. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's also like a coming of age thing where I went to Morrissey Night in one of its first incarnations at my after my friend Kiva's wedding. And I wasn't in a Morrissey yet. You know, like I, yeah. I didn't have the context of why it was so special. And yeah. I was like, this is like not fun. I want to go home. So I left years later. I discovered it and I was like, this is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> like some of my funnest, most memorable nights are at Morrissey night, yeah. just dancing my ass off, yeah. you know, meeting people and like talking story and just like, it was, it was a scene. It was fun. It yeah. was, it was everything. So I, I have that tattooed on me cause that was like a super fun night. Yeah. Um, Where is it on you? It's at like my ankle. And then uh, Dan actually did this tiger as well. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Tell me about that tiger. It's it's beautiful. So Dan does the most like mystical craziness. And at the time he was at New York Adorned on first. And he was like, dude, they were so beautiful. And they were so like now. It was like one of the first times that like tattoos are either traditional or super new, you know, but he was blending the two in like a really beautiful and very unique way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I have to get one of Dan's tigers. I have to, this is a friend of mine. Right. But yeah. like, this is also his job and his craft and whatnot. And like, I'm just like, dude, I have to get this. So I asked him to do a tiger and he drew it up and he banged it out and it's like gorgeous. And it protect, this is like, you know, my symbolism on it, which I didn't go into is like, this is my protector. Like this is my, my left foot is my weak side right like i'm right-handed and right-footed yeah this is my protector like this is the thing that like gives me confidence and like this is my attack horse yeah 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 and then uh from there i went and i I started getting tattooed by a couple people at uh invisible in nyc my friend fernando was was working in the shop there like uh, at the front desk and helping and he had ambitions to tattoo and so right at my graduation so I went to school at Pratt for industrial design I designed furniture and like that's what I went to school for mm-hmm. just post graduation I kind of like didn't get a job I was like I'm I'm going to get this cool design job and I got offered a couple of things that were like you know less money than I thought and yeah. I ended up waiting tables which was tight 
Honestly, it really was. I like set my mind on making a certain amount a year. None of the people were offering me that. And I made more than that waiting tables at this prestigious steakhouse, right? Don't eat steak, you know, just knew how to sell. So that afforded me a crazy lifestyle, like not only monetarily, but also time wise. Like you work four days a week. The rest is just pure party. We would go out all the time. And Fernando, I think had just moved back from either California or Buffalo and was kind of back in town and like just became fast friends. We just, you know, did everything, traveled kind of the world together. And like he was working in Invisible. So I became friends with all of those guys. Troy Denning is the person at Invisible. Uh, Regino uh, was who I struck up a great relationship with. Kiku was there as well. And I just started getting tattooed kind of, you know, like I just started hanging. So I'm there for hours during the day because I, I woke up. I've got nothing to do until work. So I just hang out and it's in the Lower East Side. It's chill. There's different characters coming in all the time. And uh, Fernando, you know, was chill and, and, and the shop was chill with me hanging. So that was really fun. So I started getting tattooed there. And I don't know what I have from them on this. I guess I have Fernando's. I think we counted it. It's like third tattoo, which is this little Dracula here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like that's on the front of your shin, ankle yeah. shin. I guess I got this gorilla, which is like a groundbreaking gorilla from Daniel Albrigo, who was working there. He was from California and did a couple years at uh, in New York there. Mm-hmm. Uh, crushed, I think. What else? I have this piece from Jeb. What's your least favorite tattoo? Is that your least favorite tattoo? I actually you got- don't even want to talk about this tattoo. Okay, okay, we can, we can skip we'll, it. Well, yeah. I'll go into that, I promise, because okay. I'll find it. I'm I don't sure. have it right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the gorillas, uh, kind of Mike Malone flash, which yeah. kind of taught me a little bit more about Hawaii, you know, because Mike Malone uh, took over the shop on Smith Street from Sailor Jerry or somewhere in the lineage. Please don't kill me yeah. if I got that lineage yeah, wrong, yeah. tattoo people. <laughs> um, but I actually remember my mom worked in a boutique downtown in Chinatown. Uh, when I was super young. So I remember going into that shop on Smith Street when I was super young and getting kicked out because they just, they don't allow kids in tattoo shops, which is totally understandable. Yeah. I didn't understand it at the time. And my mom took total offense and was like, oh, they wouldn't even let me yeah. in there with my kid. What the fuck? You know, but like, it makes total sense now. But, you know, I got this gorilla because it looks tough. Yeah. It looks so tough. And that was kind of like one of my first, like, more traditional tattoos Mm -hmm. and that kind of opened me up a little bit to the world of traditional tattoos i think from there i started kind of being into traditional tattoos i started getting tattooed um so basically fast forward a little bit i got a big like piece on my ribs yeah um which is a saint michael uh it's like a flemish saint michael it's a painting from a place called the cloisters which is uh the northern tip of manhattan island okay owned by the Rockefellers. Yeah. And he, you know, he went around the world kind of collecting these like crazy medieval uh, pieces. Mm -hmm. And first it was his house and then they put all of that in this museum. And this painting is a St. Michael that is just gorgeous. And it's kind of hidden in the museum. So I always thought it was kind of like secret. And I always wanted a New York tattoo, but I promised myself like I wouldn't get it till a certain time in New York because I'm, you're not a New Yorker until you're a New Yorker, right? And so I thought like that was a cool New York tattoo rather than like an NY or like a Yankees piece or something like that. It was like, this was this like hidden gem within New York that like real New Yorkers or maybe not really New Yorkers, you know, like depending on what, but like people that had kind of ventured 
to a lot of different places in New York. If you venture to the cloisters, you might find this. And it's basically St. Michael spearing the devil, but the devil is made up of like a million different, I guess, insects and animals. And it was like really, like really incredible and intriguing. So I'll send you the pic of that. Yeah. Uh, in its original form. Who d- who did this? So Regino Gonzalez. Uh, he is a gentleman from California. Um, just like an in- incredible tattooer. I've never seen a tattoo that he can't do. He is a machine. Super influential in my life for, for no other reason than like just being the raddest person ever. Uh, showing me how to be a rad person and ra- a rad person to everybody. Incredible artist. The brain on that guy just thinks uh, in such a unique way that, you know, I, I almost feel like I got something, not something of his kind of, you mm-hmm. know, like I got something that he interpreted yeah. rather than like something straight from his brain. Right. I, I always like, oh man, I got to get something straight from his brain one yeah. day, you know, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, we've been working on that. It's not finished. It's we've, not done. No, man. How many hours have you put on it? I don't know. A lot. Yeah. I've sat for like three hours on the ribs, like, a hundred times you oh. know it's just like he's detailed and he and he's he's a fast tattooer like this has nothing to do with him right it's like it's big tattooing can get big yeah you can spend years on one tattoo if you yeah. go there on an earth suit like you know if you get a japanese earth suit here it is yeah. like this can really this can get you yeah definitely. so uh it's it's long and it's my fault right i moved away i did all that so regina i'm sorry man you told me when we started are you ready this is this is gonna be this is gonna take a while. Are you ready? And I was like, dude, we're gonna bang it out in a year. What are you talking about? So, thanks for sticking with me. How painful was that? I tell you what, it, that was the tattoo that that started my like my tap out threshold. I've never tapped out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not like that's a masculine thing to say, but sure. like I've never tapped out on a tattoo. But like that one's like the lymph nodes all around the area start to swell and like you know your body is a complex system and when it's healing itself in an area as big as your abdomen yeah it's freaking out a little bit and it's figuring it out and like there are some moments where like you know you're in the shower and like you're opening and you're stretching the skin and it's just brutal but the pain when the when the machine is is going in like it's real. Yeah. It's real. The ribs are real. <laughs> it reminds you for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you absolutely. say that's probably like one of your tu- one of your toughest tattoos that you've had to get? Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I think so. I like, compared to your foot, what would you say? Oh shit, I don't remember. I tell you what, I remember the heel on the foot. Yeah. So I I guess I was in New York at the time because I remember I was wearing like a beautiful pair of Air Max ones. They were the Huff colorway, but they weren't with Huff yeah. on them. And this is before kind of modern healing techniques, right? Like Tegaderm or any of that stuff. You get a, a chicken pad on it and then you're like told like, you know, keep it clean. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. The ink, like, you know, it, it like, it was a, basically the top of your foot is raw. Yeah. And if you think of the, the mechanics of the foot, essentially you have a cushion underneath it, right? And every time you step down, blood rushes to the top right and so it's kind of like a balloon right with a bone in the middle yep every time i stepped it would expand the top of the foot so it would stretch the skin and it was brutal it was brutal and i remember i must have been winter because i have a vivid memory of like looking down and like admiring my shoes and stepping off the curb 
And when I stepped off the curb, I led with that foot. When I struck the ground on the street, I think the whole thing ripped open. And it just was so brutal. It was a brutal heel. So the foot, if you got like full color, not just like black outline and some shading, but like full color, it was brutal. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe that's why I never got all my friends in costumes on the other side. I'm not sure. (laughs) But yeah, I think like that, you know, that was kind of the most brutal, mm-hmm. painful heel that I had. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And and then, you know, I then honestly, I just started getting tattooed like nonstop. Yeah. I, I went to uh, Philadelphia for a friend's art show. And while I was in Philly, I was like, yo, like, let's go get tattoos. And we went to a, a famous uh, cr- Crazy Eddie's in, in Philadelphia or Philadelphia Eddie's. I'm not sure. Honestly, it's been forever. But there's a two gentlemen there that were kind of like, age old like legends called Tom and Jerry yeah. and one does the outline and one does the fill in. And so I was like, this is incredible. I can't wait to, to get a tattoo and kind of, it's when I was starting to get into tattoo culture and tattoo yeah. history. And mm-hmm. I was like, these guys are like it. Like, yeah. These are legit dudes that have been tattooing in Philadelphia for a long time. And it's like a piece where I'm like excited to get. Yeah. And so I sat in the chair and one guy put the outline on and one guy, he wasn't really talkative. The other guy that was shading was a little more talkative, chatted me up a little bit. And, you know, it was fun. It was like his whole demeanor was so interesting. And he was going through like him riding his motorcycle back in the day and him tattooing out of town and like, everyone going to this one shop and it's much more biker style or you had to seek out a tattoo and he had interesting test marks on his arm for where he would make pigment and test pigment on his arm and like he was like this was his life this was his craft you know it wasn't like if i'm honest like that's not my life and craft right like i just like tattoos that's what he did and he the only test pilot that he had was himself right so he just tested everything on himself crazy yeah it's it's tight so what did you end up, i, I, I got a liberty bell because i was like philadelphia Philly. what do you get yeah right it's like the symbolism of the travel is super important to was me that, so it seems like that's kind of a common theme i don't i'm sure we'll continue on with that but traveling seems to be a big part of your life obviously going to different places it's almost to commemorate a time in your life where you were right yeah i think like in in the end that seems to be And as I look forward to more tattoos, I think that seems to be it for me. I think like travel and and, and tattooing go hand in hand. The more I travel the world, you you kind of find the more interesting the world is Mm -hmm. and the more points of view there are out there. And to be able to share that point of view permanently kind of as a memory it's it's the shit. You know, I love that. It brings me back to that moment and that experience. I think I'll, I'll think of one real quick i have a a good friend named marina and she's a tattooer she was tattooing at fly right so i guess back to the kind of non-linear storytelling i'm doing yeah. here like my friend fernando he kind of you know graduated from working in a tattoo shop to starting to tattoo hence the the little dracula tattoo of mine and so he started working all around and i started getting you know tattoos of his while he was working and so i've, I've got a bunch of tattoos from him and he ended up working at Flyright after a, a couple of years and I was I lived a, a couple blocks away actually. And so I was introduced to Marina Inoue and she is one of the most incredible tattooers I've ever seen. Incredible humans again. And I just struck up a relationship with her and 
uh, I started getting tattooed from her and she tattooed some beautiful things on me, some big pieces and some small pieces. I have like the epaulets that I have on my shoulders, which were out of, you know, like Russian prison tattoo stuff in my own silly artistic way. Like I put like a French, this French house, like symbolism in it. It was like, I don't even remember what order it was. It's just like a bird on one and like a tarantula on the other as like, nice guy and and not so nice guy it's silly but like i love the tattoos i still love the way like again back to symmetry like i love the way they they sit on me and i love the way they frame what i look like in the mirror i guess but i see those every day you know like those are things that i see every day and i'm like fuck yeah yeah yeah. i'm so stoked i've got those so those are kind of like my only like shoulder tattoos and those kind of bleed down into my upper shoulder so Mm -hmm. they're kind of arm tattoos but like their shoulder tattoos right, to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she did like a, a moment when Deitzel's flash started circulating and there's a beautiful like Deitzel woman with uh, a mask that with these sweeping kind of pieces. And so she put that on me on the back of my thigh. She put on a couple other things. I think the, the one that I like I'm in love with is I have a, a Playboy bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that like years later. So she moved to Virginia, then Colorado, and she's now like a professional rock climber. Yeah. Like she's insane and like just going for it in a totally different life. Mm-hmm. I think she's still tattooing, but she might not be. But she put this piece on. It's like a, uh, you know, in the shape of a Playboy bunny. But instead of the Playboy bunny, it's like a female character yeah. or a female figure. And so, uh, you know, I had my wife at the time, Sivan, and she was like, if you go and get that tattoo, just make sure she has curly hair. (laughs) And so Marina put it on me and like that tattoo, I I love so much. And it looks a lot like my wife and it's beautiful. And and, and so much so that like my son comes up to it and goes, mama, 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 mama. (laughs) So, you know, she, she nailed it, you know, she killed it. So that's one that like makes me smile every day. Yeah, that's sick. Um, to back up a little bit on the epaulets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were saying that there's a French influence to it? I, well, I mean, I, I think I got them. So the thing is, like, the stars on the chest, I found out, were Russian prison tattoos or they had Russian mafia connotations or whatever. I had no idea, yeah. dude. I just thought they looked cool. Yeah, yeah. And And from there, I was like, I wasn't continuing that, but, like, there became like a popularity of those Russian criminal tattoo books. And I was looking through and I was just like, this is like not traditional American, but this is like traditional tattooing kind of black and gray prison style. These just look so tough and in no way am I like tough. And and I wasn't really trying to look tough necessarily, but they looked tough to me. So I I wanted them, you know, that's why I got them. But that whole Russian prison piece was really cool. Like again, like, had all the symbolism in it which like I, I i go into in my mind and i might not vocalize that but i think everything has like is steeped in meaning yeah and so when i saw that stuff i was like well if the kremlin or i don't even know what the the, the bulbous onion building is in moscow oh, that's yeah, very yeah. famous yeah. like if they have that on them it, each one of those bulbs equals like a year in prison or something like that like sure, you know yeah. i don't know how to read it at all but yeah. like I loved the fact there was symbolism in there, similar to like uh, how it was in American traditional tattooing where like you got a sparrow for this, or if you rounded the Cape of Good Hope, you got this, or you went around the equator, you got this. Like I loved that fact that you had to kind of 
earn it, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't earn these epaulets. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the truth. But I, I, I love that <laughs> symbolism. Yeah. So that's why I gravitated to those designs. Okay. Yeah, I've I've done through that, some of those books, and there's some gnarly shit in there. There's some stuff that's, yo, they got them tatted on that. That's yeah, crazy. I didn't get those. No, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Not. No, yeah. I didn't get those. <laughs> like, uh, to be honest, I think, like, the one of my wife, should I get the Playboy symbol a little bit? I, you know, I don't know. I'm not like an aggressive dude. Like I love women and I, I love the figure and I, you know, Playboy, my uncle got me a subscription when I was younger. So it kind of reminds me of him too. You know, like he was like, dude, you gotta, you know, grow up a little bit. Yeah. And like your dad's not around. So I'm going to get you a subscription to Playboy. <laughs> don't tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, again, deep storytelling and yeah. like symbolism in my head for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But from there, uh -huh. I guess I'll go farther. Marina put this like incredible moth on me. She was drawing these beautiful moths that were like traditional and like red and orange, orangey yellow, like fire engine yellow. And so she put one of those on me with like big furry kind of, you know, antennae. And yeah. th that's one of my favorite tattoos. I got this amazing gravestone that says, I know it's over. Uh, Mike Lucena at Fly Right tattooed that. Uh, Dan Santoro drew it. And we just pulled it off of one of his flash sheets, but it says, I know it's over, which is a Smith song. That's like my favorite Smith song. Yeah. And like talks about heartache and, you know, breakups and all that stuff that I was going through at the time. Mm -hmm. I have a sweet, sweet, sweet gravestone. I got, I guess I have two gravestones on yeah. the same leg, um, but it's the Gigi Allen gravestone from his chest. And it says live fast, die. And it has an upside down cross yeah. and, Instead of GG, which was written in the gravestone, it's JJ, which is Jeremiah Joseph, my first and middle name. Uh -huh. And uh, Fernando did that one, but he let Sivan do the cross. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, like, my wife has tattooed me. I've never yeah. tattooed my wife, but like, my <laughs> wife tattooed me. She did pretty good, too. That's it awesome. stuck. It's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a lot of tattoos that haven't stuck, yeah. you know, or, or fell out a little bit. Yeah. And like, her stuck. I got like a little, you know, traditional skunk that has a flowers and says stinky. Yeah. That's kind of a funny one. Mike Lucena did it. And we, again, like we hung out at tattoo shops. It's kind of what we did. Oh, it's Monday night. What are we doing? Yeah. Hang out at the tattoo shop. Oh, it's Tuesday night. What are you doing? Hang out at the tattoo shop. And so a bunch of us were at the tattoo shop that night and we all got this, but we all went one after the other, same needle. You know, and I went last, so you got everyone's blood. I got everyone's blood. Oh. You know, so <laughs> that's that. I don't know if that's illegal. No. I'll have to ask for permission to do yeah. that one. <laughs> but you know, like that's a funny story of that. Like you line up and get a friend tat, and you just you, like that's blood brother yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. <laughs> so there's that on the on the back of my legs. I have a bunch of stuff that I don't see ever. Yeah. So I actually don't know they're there. Marina did this like tibetan amphibian claw so maybe alligator claw maybe i don't know what's that big and in, in tibet yeah. maybe it's a frog claw yeah. you know i don't know <laughs> yeah. but it's holding a chicken drumstick yeah that was a crazy night i had a friend i have a friend named matt sleep one of my dearest uh he lives in boston and he was down for work and that's when two things got really popular really fast one is chat roulette oh yeah okay and one is four loco <laughs> so when you mix era. yo yeah. when you mix those two like shit <laughs> yeah. gets crazy and so 
I, we were over at my house and there was like, I don't know, 10 friends there and everybody was just like eight or 12 loco deep, you know, just like bonkers. Yeah. And we had been going through chat roulette, which is essentially like you could be chatting with someone, uh, you know, in Russia, you could be chatting with someone in Asia, you can be chatting with someone in Ohio. You don't know. Like it, you don't know. You just pray that's not a dick. That's all. Like you just please absolutely please don't be naked I, but to be honest <laughs> I, I might have been the dick so you know like and I, you know, I i just like it was crazy it was a crazy crazy time i have photographs from this yeah. night and they're crazy yeah. um but marina who I, who I told you is a saint i don't know how she tattooed me that night because i was 20 sheets to the wind yeah. i honestly think that i fell asleep getting tattooed <laughs> and me and matt sleep got the same tattoo we got matching tattoos that night no, no no same needle you know and marina hooked it up and then like bandaged me up and like was like yo you're going home you're yeah. going to bed yeah. like i thought i was going to party that night but it was a long day <laughs> a long day i woke up with a amazing amphibian claw with a drumstick in yeah. it me and matt had this like interesting like sound bite back and forth with each other which was like with with chicken I, I don't know where it came from. Maybe we made an order of like a salad with chicken or something. I really don't remember what it was, but like that was our symbolism of like our, you know, our friendship with chicken. Yeah. <laughs> silliness, silliness. And so like those are the tattoos that I, I don't regret at all. They're, they're just not like beautiful tattoos. I mean, they are, but they're like not like I love the story behind it, not it. Yeah. Like it is cool. And the the symbolism and, and, and what it all was there, but it's circumstantial. Like, I love the circumstance that it was put on you yeah. and what was going on in your life at that time. Right. That's really where I like. In a way, it kind of like the randomness of it. It's not so random. It's actually, if you would have asked me, like, what does this mean? I'm like, I don't know. But you know very well. You know damn well what that tattoo means. Yeah, yeah. You know, with chicken. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And no one else. That's, in a way, that's like... A secret handshake in a way, right? Yeah, 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 for real. I mean, you know, friends, right? Like, that's what makes the world go around, like, relationships and friends. Like, I I hope to continue growing my collection of friends for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, it's those conversations that are, you know, to be honest, as as you move away and you have kid, kids, like, those conversations become fewer and far between. So first off, like cherish everything you have in your friend groups. And, and then second, like those are the things that you look back to as you sit there. I, I just watched, um, what was it called? The Irishman by yeah, Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched it like yeah, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, same. Yeah. Wow, man. These guys lived such an incredible life. And at the end, they're still alone. Or they had each other in jail, but, you know, Wally's kind of giving, I think, the interviews for the book is how I took the kind of cinematic moments. They're just alone after all that, like, really intense life friendship. I was like, shit, I need more friends. Like, that's it. Like, that's my 2020 goal is, like, friends. Like, I've been so focused on work and, and raising a kid and, like, that kind of stuff that, like, having more friends, having more conversations that are recorded or not recorded, sure, you know, yeah. like that's where I really find myself. Of course I find myself in self-reflection, but it's the ability to like verbalize that, let it come out, let it sit in the atmosphere and see if it, it truly is right for you, yeah. you know? And I think that's the same for tattoos. Like 
I have a cover up of like an ex-girlfriend's name. Uh, okay. I was going to yeah. ask you, I was going to ask you about, have you ever had a tattoo covered up before? I did. I was in like a bad relationship, you know, like it was a great relationship, but like it wasn't myself in the relationship, sure. you know, I, I, w Marina tattooed me. She was like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, Marina, just do it. You know, like, come on, just put it on me. So I got like a outline of a heart and I got like initials in there and yeah. like, where, you know, where on, on my ass, come on, man, where else would you fucking put it? You know, like, it's not like on the cheek, you know what I'm saying? It's like upper the, yeah, yeah. thigh area, but you know, it's like, it's there. Uh, but you know, I, I, I didn't give a fuck at that moment right. right i was like so lost in love sick and when i was like dude i'm gonna get this make everything better yeah. like i love this <laughs> this is tight nah no. you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i'm so glad i have that tattoo i'm so glad i went through it yeah. i don't look at it and it reminds me of anything else like i don't see it ever yeah but like it's tight it's tight to go through something and like come out the other end definitely like that's growth yeah exactly. that's tight I don't know. So what'd you cover up with? Uh, it, so I filled in the heart. I didn't fill it in like, it's broken now or yeah, anything yeah. like kind of corn. I was like, you know what? Just fill it in. I, To be honest, I think, I don't know the story because my memory isn't so good, but I think my wife asked me to do it for either a first year relationship uh, or first year anniversary yeah. or her birthday, my birthday, something, something in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Marina was like, Yep, I filled it in. Like mm -hmm. Marina loves my wife. Like yeah. my wife loves Marina. And she was just like, Yeah, fuck this. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So that was tight. But yeah, you you live and learn. Yeah. You know? I, I'm super fine with that. Marina tattooed me like an amazing other Morrissey uh piece. It's like original. It's like I, I came up with this like concept, you know, I was yeah. like, uh, it was basically we would go to, you know, a lot of Morrissey nights yep. and then Morrissey went on a couple tours or was touring and we went and saw, you know, all of the nights and it was when Years of Refusal came out and he had a song called, uh, it's not your birthday anymore. And it's, it was such a tight ass song. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is the Smiths are incredible, you know? Morrissey's incredible but some of the later stuff sometimes I didn't like it but sometimes I did you know I don't know but with this song in particular it spoke to me yeah yo I am getting this tattoo it's like now the song came out now like yeah. I'm getting the tattoo now yep I don't know maybe it's like getting a Drake tattoo you know it's like <laughs> I love this Drake tattoo I'm getting it. Actually, I have a YOLO tattoo. I, so I saw that on you. Yeah, I do have a YOLO tattoo, but yeah. I got it before the song came out. No, maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's the motto. It says it, it's not your birthday anymore. It has the kind of acronym for that. And it has a like frosted pink birthday cake with like whip shading candles blown out. Yeah. I was like, this is so tight. And I see it every day. It's like kind of on my waistline. Mm -hmm. And I like, I love it. It's so cool. I don't know. It's kind of me in a nutshell. How many Morrissey tattoos do you have? Not, not, not crazy. I think like three. Okay. I think, I think three. Let me look. Okay, we got Morrissey Night. We got It's Not Your Birthday Anymore. Yeah, and then uh, The Gravestone. I know it's over. That's right. I think you're going to be battling Margo for Morrissey tattoos. Well, Margo wins everything. <laughs> Yo, shout out Margo. She does win everything. Like, she's the best. There's the heart yeah. there. Is it there? No, nope, it's not I there. can't see. That's probably on the other There's side. There's the heart. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's the heart. Uh, maybe it's just three. I only have three more <laughs> tattoos, I think. Man, that was 
that was a trip down from yeah, LA. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's the the part of the show where I start stripping layers yeah. off and like start looking and yeah, trying yeah. to get reminded of, of <laughs> what other tattoos I have. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll go back into this anchor actually on my on my arm. Like, I had a a really good friend all throughout college. And we had always kind of drank uh, Vouv Clicquot as, as, as we, you know, celebrated things. And so years go by and we always, like, we were both tattooed. She has a Morsi tattoo. And we just never had a common tattoo, but we always said we would. So, you know, years later, post-college, we ended up, I think Marina did those tattoos too, actually. But we got the Vouv yeah, Clicquot anchor from from the champagne bottle but yeah that was just like she she was my anchor for a, a lot of years and like she's so rad and she ended up in paris which you know french connection whatever yeah but uh you know it's it's those things where it's like celebration of life and celebration of like the moments that you shared with someone and and just putting them on you forever and it's tight i have like a, a diving nude figure okay. like a dive bomb nude finger where the the boobs are like propellers yeah <laughs> i don't know how i got this because i promised myself again i'd never get like a nude woman yeah. tattooed on my body but fernando tattooed me at a, a shop that he was working at in midtown i still love it was this after you met savan or before i don't i don't know because i've known fernando for so long yeah i don't know maybe during maybe during i'm not sure Okay, so a diving nude figure. Is there and what's the meaning behind that then? The diving nude. To be nude? honest, I think that was a space filler. Okay, yeah. So, you know, when you get to a certain point where you yep. have a couple tattoos, there are some really awkward spots where things didn't fit. And I think we saw that on the wall and we were like, Yo, that'll fit, let's do it. <laughs> and like we did it and it's tight as hell, but yeah. it's like I never wanted a nude woman on my body. Okay, this is a terrible story, and this is, it's not a tattoo I hate, but I hate the story behind the tattoo. Okay. Because it shows kind of what an idiot I am. So, I think Dan Santoro, I don't think he had tattooed me yet, but he was like my friend. Yeah. And I showed up to New York Adorned, and I was with another friend, and we were like, let's get matching tattoos. And I was like, I know my friend Dan's just down the street. I have this idea. It's like a really easy sketch of a tiger and it'll say easy tiger <laughs> stoops right i wonder how much i was drinking at that time but you can probably tell and so like i i went in there you know i kind of i had been tattooed and i had friends that tattooed but like i didn't know how much of a dick i was being right i didn't and i was like dude we're trying to get the cheapest tattoo we can like on principle like we want to just go dirt cheap. We want it to be terrible. Stupidest idea ever, right? <laughs> so Dan, the sweetheart, I, I promise I was probably drunk. He goes and he draws this and it's fresh as fuck. Holy shit, this is perfect. It's like Dan style. It's everything. And he's like, dude, I, but our shop minimum is like 100. I just, you, you know, you got to pay 100 and that's it. Like, I'll do it. No problem. I was like, dude, the whole idea is like, to be cheap as possible, yeah. man. You know, <laughs> can I take this somewhere else? And I did. Oh, and it's no. like the worst tattoo because of that, yeah. because I was such an idiot, yeah. you know, it made me think like, don't ever do that to your friends. Yeah. Right? You know, like don't ever go there. And that goes out for any tattoo. Yeah. 
if you love the person or the art or anything like that, that, that you're going for, give them what they want. It's just that simple. Yeah. If they need a thousand bucks to do a dot on your hand, that shit is worth it. Exactly. It is. It's worth it because that's what they need to do it perfect. And that's what they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to do it perfect for you. Yeah. So shout out, Dan. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. I totally, I, I, I am sorry. But so, right next to it, what flanks it is kind of one of my favorite new tattoos. Mm-hmm. So when I was uh, recently in New York, you know, I call it home. I went home to New York for a little bit of a, a work trip and beyond the streets was happening kind of a big festival of, of street art and kind of culture like hip hop culture. And it was in Brooklyn and a friend now through Fernando Burt crack kind of built this incredible storefront uh, like porch system uh, and then did all of this flash that was uh, based on Tony Polito's kind of flash. And he basically had all of the things that you could get on the wall and you got tattooed kind of in this show. And it was really sweet. You know, he's nice enough to fit me in while I was in town. And he put two tattoos on me that day. He put a frog on me in this like gap that I've been waiting to fill in, you know, forever. Jeremiah, the bullfrog. I always love frogs. Like it's a thing. My dad collects frogs. So like, it's my dad tattoo, kind of. Yeah. So I'm so blessed to have Bert, like, bless me with a dad tattoo, you know? Yeah. And then uh, Bert's from Florida, and I am from Florida, you know, by yeah. birth. I picked a gator off the wall. We didn't talk about color or anything, but he kind of did it in, like, Floridian colors. Yeah. It's so tight. It's just this little smiley-ass gator, and I absolutely adore it. And that's the thing is, like, I'm coming around to, like, I love all my tattoos again, but, like, I love the tattoos I'm getting right now. Yeah. So on that same trip, I got two other tattoos. So I got four tattoos on that trip because I don't know, I got the itch and I was just going. Fernando and I met up. He's a deadhead and, you know, I've uh, kind of lived vicariously through him. He's on tour every tour and like he's crushing it. Uh, Heads Will Be Heads is this kind of organization around deadhead stuff. Mm -hmm. And he just had an incredible show in New York, a massing collection of uh, deadhead ephemera. Uh, He did a pop-up with deadhead and his kind of collection and his t-shirt collection. And there's just like that's steeped right in in all this amazingness and we went up to the gorge together he was on tour and i went and i took rio my son with me on a like five hour trip to the gorge yeah Uh, it was my first time on such a long road trip with him and alone i didn't like sivan didn't come with us and so we stayed in the gorge for two days and it was like dope you know we camped we went and saw two dead shows or dead and co shows and fernando we were like walking through uh shakedown street and fernando bought rio a little dead bear you know and it's tight and it's like sky blue with a purple collar my son fell in love with it and still sleeps with it won't part with it so when we were in new york i was like dude i think i want the bear you bought him on me like i wanted a dead tattoo just because what they mean to me and he's been doing incredible deadhead tattoos and so uh, i got the bear on my ankle and i like i adore it it's basically my first like Rio tattoo you know it's like it's the bond between like me and Fernando and how that now transfers on for generations my friendship so that's kind of one I'm super proud of and uh and love and and while I was there at Flyright there was a gentleman in from from Spain named Jesus and he does like cool like weirdo tattoos with like super thick black outlines and I was looking on his Instagram because he was just in town for a couple of days tattooing. This is the opportunity, right? Like sometimes you go to the people 
sometimes they come to you, yeah. right? And that's the cool thing about tattooers is like they can travel around. I know that you recently got a tattoo with someone that came to town, yeah. right? And so this guy came to town and I was like, I have to get a tattoo by this guy. And one thing that I never really kind of got a tattoo of is that kind of graffiti stuff that I adore. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he he does a style that's similar. You know, he, he has some graffiti-ish tattoos. Um, no, they're, they're very much graffiti tattoos. I'm just trying to be yeah. silly. I don't know. <laughs> and he, he does that and he ha- does traditional stuff, you know, and but it's super artistic and in his own vein, like original thinking. And so I was like, oh man, there's this one of like the world on a pedestal with like these hands around it and a drape of like a cape kind of. And I was like, that's tight. I'm going to get that. Yeah. And I show up and I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't do the same tattoo twice. And I was like, first shit. Okay. I've been kind of my heart set on this. Right. And then I'm like, how fucking cool is that? Right. Like he designs an original for you kind of in his style, of course, but he draws something up based on what you're into. And so I was like, amazing right like oh shit i get like a custom kind of piece yeah so i just like threw out some ideas he like went away for a second and came back with this thing and like i like my jaw dropped like i fell in love with it and so i'll describe it to you as i show it Uh to you so basically it's like forever is a word that means so much to me it's an immeasurable word and you know as kind of heady as i am like things that are immeasurable like they're indefinable Things that are indefinable or like ephemeral. All of these words I've always gravitated to and they just, they're kind of spiritual, if you, if you will. Like they describe faith, they describe things that you cannot define. That's tight. It goes backwards, it goes forwards. Absolutely. It's, it's forever, right? And so we started with siempre because that was his language. Yep. And we ended up with forever. He's just like, yo, I like the letters better. We were kind of like, I wanted a New York tattoo at the same time. So like Wild Style is a New York graffiti movie and it's like really close to my heart and it was close to his heart. And so we did the letters in like Wild Style style. There's space in a Von Bode cloak with Dondi hands shooting pink lightning. It's so graffiti. It's so like trains. It's so the things that I grew up looking at in books that I just was in love with that made me who I am without me ever actually seeing them in real person, you know, or in real life. You know, going back to like the thing you see every day, like I get to see this every single day when I wake up and I sit down or I'm putting on my pants or whatever, (laughs) you know, like I get to see it every day and I like, I love it. And it's another piece of like impermanence, permanence, you know, it's like, it's permanently there. It continues to remind me to go. But yeah, I guess since my pants are down, (laughs) might as well keep looking. Yeah. Like I've got like, you know, like skull newsy dude smoking a cigarette, which is like traditional tattoo stuff. Yeah. I've got, this amazing frog. I've got this skull with a rose. That's like a Steve bolts flash that Dan put on me. Yep. Um, shout out Steve Smith street tattoos. They're like incredible. If you don't know them, you should. And then I get up into like my weirdo ones. Like, so me and Matt also have this goodbye horses tattoo. So it's a traditional horse with goodbye. Cause dancing at Morrissey night when goodbye horses would come on by Q Lazarus, dark disco nights. And you're just like, kind of dancing to yourself to goodbye horses like that's a memorable moment (laughs) 
I have this skull with heart in the eyes and nose. It was for like a, a retailer I worked at called Aloha Rag. And they put me on. They kind of gave me my first shot out of the slump of working at the steakhouse. Like, again, it was the shit. I like made so much money. And I worked with a, a gentleman named Mike Mahoney, who is like the sweetest dude I've ever met and put me on to a lot of game. But, you know, you only work at a steakhouse so long until you find your path, right? And right. so I worked in footwear for a little bit, and then I went back, and then I found a job at Aloha Rag. And, like, uh, Ren, who is a close friend of mine, and her husband and I both have Stinky with the same needle, yeah. <laughs> who's a, a friend from Hawaii that I, like, met on, like, our graduation nights uh, from high school. Yeah. She gave me a job at this place called Aloha Rag, and it kind of put me into a world of, like, fashion and design and put me on to like Margiela and Balenciaga and things that I knew about but didn't know what I was talking about and it, it was a super influential moment for me kind of put me on the path that I'm still on you know so I, I tattooed that on me while I was there because it meant so much so shout out Yoda who was the boss man the you know it's a Hawaiian boutique that went to New York and gave me a shot as a little Hawaiian kid in New York postgraduate and he he influenced a lot of my life mm -hmm. so and then, ah, I love that. It's the ducky. That's like the who you, who me, yeah, you ducks. Yeah, yeah. They're like friend tattoos or they're like one side of the chest and the other side of the yeah. chest, you know. But me and Fernando got these from Kiku, uh, you know, at Invisible NYC is just like friend tats. But Kiku does like the most amazing Japanese work. I mean, sick tattooer period, but like his Japanese work, just like unfuckwithable. Yeah. Uh, punk dude like j just original thinker again and like he banged these out they're just old traditional tattoos you know and it's like those guys although they have a style again that's what you go to them to do like most of them came up doing everything you know and they can and, and they bang them out and it's the fun that they have when they go back to like the the first year of tattooing which is when they were doing all that stuff so yeah. thank you Kiku for blessing my my back of my thigh yeah. is it are, are they matching uh, so once I can't, I don't know what mine says. What does mine say? It says, Hey you. Yeah. And his says, who me? So one has the wing pointing out and the other has the wing pointing in. Do I have any more tattoos? <laughs> oh, I got this great tattoo. Let's see it. So this is like kind of my, like, yeah, no diss, like kind of like my weirdo hip tramp stamp yeah. of the Hawaiian islands. <laughs> and like, I was, I was back in Hawaii and I was getting tattooed by by lucky and his his girl at the time tattooed these on me hawaiian girl so I'm, I'm back in hawaii and my my friend was tattooing me i think i kind of feel like he was finishing up one of the muka pieces but his girl at the time was tattooing too and she was dope and so i always had wanted like the hawaiian islands it's just like a symbol of who i am i always wanted it and i felt like you know i i could get it from her and it kind of I don't know. She was Hawaiian. And that means a lot to me. Like people that are native Hawaiian influenced me quite a bit. And so she was able to, to put it on me and I didn't think straight basically. And I didn't know my flight was the time that I was getting tattooed. So I missed my flight yeah. to get the tattoo. And because of that, I got like a really bad seat on the next flight out. And I think that the, my, it's like right on my hip. And the, the armrest from the chair was on my tattoo the entire flight. So it just banged into it the whole time, right? And I was like, oh man, this hurts. And like, didn't have the balls to be like, yo, 
I need to switch seats or, you know, something. I just I was, wasn't that secure yet or something. And uh, it fell out. And it kind of looks like a topographical map, you know, with like the, the valleys and craters now. But like it's definitely like completely fell out, which I, I kind of love it. You know, again, like I don't hate this tattoo one iota. Like this is everything. This was like I got it from my friend's girlfriend at the time. She's rad. I completely was an idiot by missing my flight to to put me in a situation that made this thing fall out. Like life is good, you know. It made it kind of extra special in the sense that you had to go through that. It added another facet of uh, the unknown, right? Which is a life thing, right? That, totally. That you had to go through. Yeah, and I think like I've got. I don't know. Do I have more? I'm not sure. I've got a bunch. There's a Saint Michael. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Regino did did me a service, and he was like, "How do you want?" It? I was like, "I want it painterly." You know, he was like, "You sure? I can do it tattooerly. I can do it painterly. I can do it black and gray. I can do it any which way." And he's like, "If we go color, it's gonna take a long time." Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, we're we're friends. I'll be here again. Like, I'll be here once every two weeks, dude. It'll <laughs> heal. We'll come back." Here it is. Like, shit. 12 years no no no. this is 15 years later now you know what i'm saying and like we've worked on it a lot but regino i owe you everything everything in life (laughs) do you think you'll can't wait do you think you'll finish it yeah one of these days right like i think me and regino are both gonna live to like a thousand like (laughs) regino will live to a thousand like he is just that like spiritual warrior like he's he's gonna be there till the end yeah and so i hope i am too yeah, I think I think we're gonna make it. I yeah. think we're gonna finish. I can't. Oh man, it's gonna hurt so bad. Yep, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> the The new healing in tattoos is really interesting. I don't know if you've done tegaderm yet. No. You know, I think this is kind of the educational part where I can preach a yeah. little bit, right? <laughs> like, there's like such a stigmatism with like toughness and like macho ness in in tattooing because mm-hmm. you know. That's the way it fucking started, right? It started, well, I don't know. It started in apparently like pre-Neanderthal man in spiritual or medical reasons to like get the demons out of your bad knee. But, you know, post that in American tradition and whatnot, it's like, it's kind of macho. And because of that, there's such a, a fear factor to get over when asking like really simple questions such as like, what kind of lotion should I put on it? And everyone has a different answer. So along comes this stuff called Tegaderm, which I don't know. And someone's going to tell you online after I say it wrong. But, <laughs> you know, I think it's like burn bandages maybe. Yeah, but yeah. it's a bandage to heal the skin but have a sterile environment for it to kind of like, you know, juice up and like stay moist, which is the reason you use something like a moisturizer and let, let the skin heal, Mm -hmm. uh, but not by washing anything off. So it's kind of like a second skin, if you will. Yeah. But yo, all of my tattoos since using that burn bright, they're just like gorgeous, just like they were put in. And so I think the first one I used it on was, uh, was Chevy's in Mexico city mm-hmm. and that thing sings. It's like, when you look at it, of course, tattoos age, you know, yeah. but like it looks just as bright as the day I got it. Mm-hmm. And then I used it, uh, in New York with, with all the tattoos that I got and Bert hooked me up with some and like, yo, they just sing. And oh. like, you know, I, it kind of was like a cool thing at some point when you're around tattoos to like see tattoos just be 
crazy blown out and like old and they age and there's something like brilliant about an aging tattoo. Yeah. But you know, you want to, you want the tattoo that you've been given kind of, and you want it to look dope for as long as possible. And I found that like Tegaderm or tattoo derm or whatever the second skin is, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's an aftermarket of second skins now that's like huge, but I've never had a heel like that. It doesn't scab. It just like, it remains in this like kind of bubbly stage and it heals and it's incredible. So, so. it's a set and forget it thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how long do you leave it on for? Uh, so I, you, you have your, you know, your chicken pad, you get the blood out, basically yep. you wash it. So it's sterile yep. and then you apply it. And then I, you know, I don't know that there's a true time limit yep. to when you take it off. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like, it's nasty. There's like plasma and blood and all that stuff sitting in this pocket. But yep. like I left one on for two weeks because you can feel if your tattoo is like healed yeah. or if there's a wound there, you know? Okay, yeah. And so uh, on certain ones, you know, it heals in like four or five days because it's the plasma's there and it's just, it's done. Yeah. It's healed. And some that are like larger areas maybe take two weeks. Yeah. So sometimes you reapply, sometimes you don't. But so now going forward, it's Tegaderm for you. Yo, for life. Yeah. For life. Yeah. I, it's like... <laughs> It's such an easy heal. Like you can shower with it. You can do all the things you want with it. Not that you can't do that with other ones, but like there are moments where I've I've hurt a tattoo. There was such like one of Lucky's tattoos, one of the mukas. For some reason, like I was in, I guess it's the same time that I got the Hawaii tattoo. It was that Soul Signature tattoo, which is one of Luck is Lucky's tattoo shop. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's like Polynesian tattooers. So everyone has face tattoos, like like amazing, like Polynesian face tattoos, like it, traditional in their sense, and, and sweet dudes, but huge dudes, right? Like yeah. Tongan, uh, Filipino, uh, Samoan, like all of the above. And, you know, small, small white kid, like we call white people Haole in, in Hawaii. So small Haole kid, they have no judgment. They're the sweetest people ever but we were talking tattoos and one said something about milking a tattoo i don't even think it was one of the tattooers it was just someone hanging out yeah. right and i was like susceptible to hearing the thing in the tattoo shop that i then implemented into my own life which was the worst advice ever you know and so whatever guy walked into that shop that day because i had never been in the shop put me onto some game that like i Maybe it's right, and I took it the wrong way, but I implemented it in my life, and I fucked my tattoo up, you know? And if I would have had Tegaderm at that time, I think I wouldn't have been able to do that. I was in the shower, and I was, like, scrubbing the shit out of it because something about a shine. You know, I, you just get misinformation, yeah. and, like, I took it the wrong way, and I fucked my own thing up, yeah. and I forever regret it. Like, when Lucky finished this one Mooka piece, like, her face was so beautiful. It was absolutely just like the picture mm -hmm. and now she is a little hurt and i love her still but she's a little hurt so my fault and then the uh the bear where's the bear do i have a bear oh yeah my bear rio's bear yeah yeah the, the the bear's name is daydream they all have names they're all named yeah i like love the placement so this is, this is perfect. A, a kind of fun story too whereas like i told the story about how fernando got him the bear but like I like giving presents. It's something that I've always loved to do. You you leave keepsakes behind, right? It looks like you like keepsakes too. So I was staying in New York and I went into a friend's vintage shop called Procell. 
And in the case, he had a Grateful Dead mug. And it was like the bears on a bicycle. And it was like four or five bears. And the end bear is this bear. And I'd never seen him before, but he's holding a rose. Maybe he's super common, but I had never seen it before, you know? And so I brought that to Fernando as a present. And I was like, actually, why don't we take this bear with the rose off this coffee mug and slap it onto my skin? Yeah. So it's rad because that's like, you know, I knew what I wanted, kind of, but it found its way to me, I guess, yeah. you know? The cosmic coincidence of all of that. It's weird. It's uncanny. It's like, and steeped in like there's so many different stories that are rolled into one tattooed in a way you know and yeah that's, that's so sick it's the conversion of a moment right like we're, we're, we're talking about this over and over again but it's like that's what it symbolizes it symbolizes that trip and the, my friends that i ran into on the street that night who were in town f- from paris for a, a day and i hadn't talked to them in years mm-hmm. but i just happened to be in new york and they just happened to be in new york and it's like all these worlds that converge and we had an amazing day eating you know japanese sweets uh my <laughs> other friend christoph was actually in from paris at that time too we had japanese sweets and then we went for lunch with another friend and rio just vibed the whole time oh. and it's like that's life those connections those stories just keeping up with people like i don't know i love that I always end the show asking people the same question, and I'm sure you've heard this already. This is early 90s, uh, WWF, pre-WWE, uh, and you're a, a professional wrestler. You can pick any song for your entrance song. You come out to the ring. What is that song that you come out to? So some some people just make perfect rock and roll, right? Like mm-hmm. rock and roll or metal, right? Like that's the stuff that's like, I enjoy that aggro-ness. <laughs> I got to see Metallica when I was nine yeah. at the end, Justice for All tour at Blaisdell Center. That concert, oh, dude, it was so crazy. So my mom took me, right? Because she was rad, like, rad yeah. and like super into heavy metal. That was her shit. <laughs> so we got tickets from some promoter that she knew or something, and they were like, in the row, they weren't in like the pit, right? They were in seats, but it was like pretty close to the stage. And at the Blaisdell Arena, there's like, you know, the 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 nosebleed seats or or just the stands or whatever. And then there's like the bleachers, and we were on like the bleachers, and there's a gap between those that's like, you know, where the crew walks and whatnot. But they're like, yo, that gap is like ten feet. Mm-hmm. And the Marines that were there to see the show, they built a human ladder between that 10 foot gap and it's the first time i ever saw that and i and you know i was i was i was young and i was blown away right (laughs) i was like yo these guys just made a ladder like yo (laughs) oh my god and me and my mom were on the end of the row and like the huge security guards that were working there were like kicking all the marines out that did that but these two dudes like scooted into our row And in order to avoid getting kicked out, the one dude picked me up and put me on his shoulders. (laughs) And my mom was like, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, they have seats here. You know, like, don't kick these dudes out. You're like, yeah, they're rad. And so the entire concert, like, he kept me on his shoulders and like, I jammed. Like, I jammed. And like, there was a moment when, you know, the lead singer, like, 
flicked the whole crowd off and everybody was like yeah fuck you back bro you know like it was like a total vibe yeah and like i looked at my mom and she was like yeah you can you can do it you know and i'm like little nine-year-old jeremiah on this like huge marine shoulders like flipping off metallica it was like so ill so i you know i don't remember anything besides that memory right i don't i remember when the lady justice exploded i remember all that but kind of from an earlier album uh you know one of my favorite metallica songs ever it's actually my walkout song to my wedding no way. which is for whom the bell tolls yeah. <laughs> and so like we were at my wedding in brazil and like it was like kind of a traditional wedding there's 200 people that i don't really know there it's my wife's family brazilian family she's walk she walks out to like something or i walk out first right and then she walks out she walks out to something beautiful and yeah. brazilian I walk out to For Whom the Bell Tolls. And all I wanted to do was like come out on a, on the back of a motorcycle, you know, but I didn't. But yeah, I, For Whom the Bell Tolls That's is like one. an ultimate one for me. Okay, Metallica, For Whom the Bell Tolls. We'll, we'll play this on your outro. Thank you, Jeremiah, so much for coming yeah. through. Yeah. I appreciate your brother. Absolutely. Appreciate Thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you.